making it in the NFL. Everybody in the NFL, I have a dream of making it. All right, everybody in the NFL, I have a dream of making it in the NFL. I got a dream of winning the Super Bowl. I got a dream of being in the Pro Bowl. I'm really not into dreams. I'm into nightmares. Welcome to the third episode of the Back Row Show Raiders. King of Music. Episode number three, yo. What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? Thank you guys for tuning in. This is episode number three of the Back Row Raiders Show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Shout out to the Back Row Fantasy Football Show. Jeremy, over here doing his thing. Thank you for the invitation. You guys get comfortable in there, man. We got a lot to talk about. The the name of this episode will be the Raiders Draft Experience Confessions. Fan or fanatic? What are you, a fan or fanatic? So that's, that's, that's what we bring in today. We're messing around with the intro. We're going to determine what we like. Let me know what you think. Is it a dream or a nightmare? Do you have a dream? <laughs> that's a very quotable quote. I was glad to grab that. Hope you guys are being safe out there during this pandemic and keeping that energy, that positive energy going because it can't last forever. What it do? You feel me? If you like it, I love it. If you dig it, I dug it. It's me, the Network One, bringing it to you. Uh, shout out to Legion Gaming. Shout out to Fantasy Few. Shout out to the Bammies. You know what it is. You know what it is. Putting it in, United. Um, um, we, we haven't did this in about a week. We'll try to get these out on a more timely basis. You feels me? Um, I hope everybody is doing okay out there. We had some football, the first football in a while. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. I want to um, come at, at this from a little different angle. Because you probably, you know, you guys probably already already heard everything there is to be said about these picks that were picked. And my experience was a little different. We did do a live feed over at Fantasy Fuel during the draft. It was like a five-hour stream. And we was able to go through all the emotions uh, uh, from what our teams chose for their um, personnel going into 2020 season. We all got to still keep um, um, positive uh, about the fact that we may not have no football with everything that's going on, but we got a little bit of normalcy um, last week when the NFL draft went. I'm impressed, and I'm glad to see that there was little to no hiccups unless you was a, a Houston Texan fan. You know, you've seen a couple of people having some technical issues with the Zooms and the teleconferences and their phones, and it was just nice seeing people in their, their natural elements at home, at home and seeing them in very human form. You know what it is? We all humans. We all bleed the same. Some of us got Kool-Aid in our veins, but not this guy. Lego. Um, my experiment, experience, my experiment um, was different than any other year in my whole entire life of doing or dealing with the um, NFL draft. I participated in mock fantasy drafts and, um, and video games, and I have never set out and vetted out scouting and film and strengths and weaknesses to pick from a GM perspective. And I, I found that challenging, and we talked about that in a previous episode. So I won't go into 
how I found that challenging. What I found even more challenging is having, we all got expectations. And you heard Gruden talk about having expectations to dreams to get to the Super Bowl and win. And he's been there before. Hey. Thank you so much for that 200-bit donation over at Twitch.com. If you guys do not know, we are live when we do these podcasts. So we have some interactive um, 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 procedures, some policies around here. And you can join the stream too, the network one at Twitch.com. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Feel free to jump in the conversation anytime. Make yourself comfortable. All right, all right, all right. So that experience that I, um, I went through talking about what – um, vetting um, scouting reports for everybody, right? And, and thinking and making expectations of what I thought I wanted the Raiders to do. And we got um we got shaken up a little bit very early in the draft. And I had my emotions as a fan. And what, what I want to get into before we go into this draft experience confession is we going to keep it to you on the real because you've, you've already heard a bunch of people talk about this. They gave you the numbers. They gave you why they picked them. And in a lot of ways, I, I don't want to be – there's two ways you can do this as being a representative for the Las Vegas Raiders now. You have to – you can't be a homer and be the kind of fan that gets upset when things don't go your way or, or, or as you expected them to. What is that? How, what, what, do, what do we call fans like that? Fan or fanatic. Let's take a chance, a second, before we really get into this draft experience because I want to say something. We got a shout-out today from Twitter. It's actually a quote that I tracked down from a Raiders fan that I actually know. And um, he was saying, oh, his, he's a, a avid Raider fan, so I would like you guys to reach out if you can. It's um, on Twitter or various social media sites. You can find me everywhere, and we'll cover this at the end, how to get your questions and your quotes and your feelings about your players and your team. And I just want everybody to reach out and um, let their passion go for the teams that they love because I want to sit here and represent them the best way I can. But I need your help to do that, okay? Okay, Pumpkin? <laughs> so uh, shout-out to Mac Atley TV over at Twitch. He's been a member of the um, – uh, content creator fantasy football league for a couple of years and he won it two years ago so just a little history i'll drop his uh link in the descriptions um he states on this was the, i believe uh the 24th so i believe it's the morning after the draft should have looked that up it's amazing how so-called raider fans slandered Derek carr we all know we want to win just win baby and want a super bowl didn't gruden just say that but Derek, in my opinion has never been the problem Dude's been through more offenses than I changed my underwear a day yet. <laughs> we blame him for. Get the out of here. Shout out to McAtley TV at twitch.com. Um, avid gamer. And he is a passionate Raider fan. So I, I said that quote to say, being a fan, we can get caught up in our emotions and um, being passionate about something and thinking we know, know it all, right? Um, these, they get paid the big bucks to make these decisions. I, I say that as well. Um, I, I would consider that a fan statement because he's going to stand behind his guy and his team no matter what and not talk them down. I want to bring up another uh, another person that I know from um, previous experience. Shout out to Isaiah. Shout out to Isaiah. And he is a fanatic. There's, um, there is being proud of your team and standing behind your team. And then sometimes you can come off very boisterous 
like, say, for instance, let's take the Miami Dolphins, for example. This particular young man, Isaiah, shout out to Isaiah once again, is a big Dolphins fan and has been his whole life. And he would stand behind the Dolphins through what I consider a very hard time for a franchise, not to say that coming that being a Raiders franchise has been in the vast of glory. But um, we all know the Dolphins, what they've been through recently, and he'll be like, go to bat for Jay Cutler when he was a starting quarterback. Go to bat for Ryan Tannehill. Go to bat for Keon Drink, Frank, Frank Gore. Anybody on his team, he's going to speak positively about him, and he will not allow you to get a word in if you speak negatively about his team. And that's the fanatic. I don't even know. I, I cannot call myself a fanatic because I I always look at the glass half empty. I always I'm a pessimistic. I, I call myself a realist, real, real, realistically thinking of what outcomes can be. That is a freaking lie. I play fantasy football. There's a difference between the two. We'll get to that as as well. So I'm coming out to tell everybody that I I had a chance on this draft because it didn't go the way I wanted it. You know, I can sit up here and put my thumb in my mouth and cry like a baby. What is that going to do? We are sitting here and we have a job to do, and that's to represent the Raiders in the best light possible. I uh, will get to that. We're going to go back and forth, and I'm going to let you decide whether or not I'm a fan or a fanatic. And you guys can challenge that fact whether or not uh, through Twitter, through messaging. And I want to get you in here and maybe even a possible phone call so we can, we can go back and forth and re- represent these Raiders in the best light possible. You guys okay with that? All right, let's get going. So with the first pick in the draft, we all know the Raiders did with the Ra- a Raider thing. You feel me? And what they did is they went out and got their guy. Yeah, they went out and got the guy they always get early in drafts, and they go for the fastest guy, right? Who Who's the fastest? What's his 40 time? In the game of football, it's not always about you, – you don't just sit and run straight lines at all games. I think it's a oversaturated stat, and I, you guys all know from last week's show who I expected. Keep that word in mind. Expected the Raiders to take, and they did not. Say we, we, I was, I was, had my my knife and fork ready for some CD lamb chops to cut into for this next season. Didn't happen that way, and I was hot fist grease, man. If I tell you. You was in the live feed over at Fantasy Few. You, I think I walked out the room on a live, live show. I could not. I could not. I could not. I couldn't. I couldn't. Couldn't stomach it. So the thing is, they took Henry Ruggs the third, and I had on my board he was third or fourth, um, ranking, and it was a consensus thing. Everybody was like Jerry Judy, Ceedee Lamb. We're not going to go into that. Okay, I was hot. I, I was hot. Um, shortly after, they had another pick. You know, they went with the cornerback out of Auburn, Arnett, who I kind of looked at when we were scouting. And with this pick right here, was even more frustrating. It's because it was challenging for me to pick in this spot in a mock because I wanted to trade back so bad. We didn't have the possibility of that. The Raiders did not trade back, and they went and got their guy. But there were some other individuals, and I picked the same position in my mock draft. So position-wise, we were, we were right here, eye-to-eye, right? We were eye-to-eye. So you got you to gotta, you gotta know and when to choose what battles you want to fight. Didn't make me no happier that night. And I think... 
built into my biasness of who I picked and being a part of a live show and knowing the Raiders didn't pick again that night. And it was going to be long into the next day before they picked again. I pretty much checked out. I watched the rest of the draft. We watched, we did a whole live show for four hours, but I was just like, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't, I couldn't even bring my, my myself to grasp what the Raiders had did. So I decided to sleep on it. And then with an objective, clear mind in the morning, I, I thought about it. I thought about it nice and hard. Not like that, though. <laughs> I got up in the morning and I, I thought it, took it out of from trying to play GM, trying to play a fantasy football manager, and looked at the the Raiders roster again and seeing, tried to think scheme and what's, what's going to be, be the next step moving forward. And what I came up to was that first pick, wasn't as bad as I thought it was initially because it wasn't something that I wanted. But what we did go out and do is get the fastest guy in the entire draft. Um, I I have a like this predetermined image of what the speedy guys can be in the NFL. And I was looking for the Raiders to get a receiver that was going to play a lot of snaps. I don't foresee. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much, Alpha Wolf, for that host. Welcome to the stream, everybody. Make yourself comfortable. We're talking any and everything Raiders. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for your support. So what we did do is go out and get Henry Ruggs Jr., who was the fastest player in the NFL draft. Young, fast, and I, I, I want to try to compare him to somebody like Trayvon Austin, who is actually the same size but shorter. John Ross, yeah, he's actually bigger than Henry Ruggs. Size don't matter, so they say, in the adult film industry. But this is football. This is an NFL. This is a grown man's game, son. You feel me? So I don't want to – it's just a predetermined skill set if I think of somebody who's fast. And I wanted somebody that was going to be um, more physical that I, than I think. And I looked up Henry Ruggs Jr., and I seen some of his blocking, and I'm, I may be wrong. I may be wrong. So uh, seeing what I think the Raiders might do moving forward is he's going to be able to create that space where they can't pack the box on Josh Jacobs. Um, everything that he does, I don't think will show up on film. He'll he'll probably get somewhere around 85 targets. That's the fantasy football thinker in me. And that's not fair. That doesn't mean he's going to not help the Raiders. So I woke up with a fresher, clear mind and thought a little bit more about it. Digged into the Arnett pick and he looks good. Um, that Ohio State uh, secondary had to be stellar to have two uh, people with the same position go in the first 20 picks, and they're very well coached. He's physical. I don't see much of a ball hawk, and I think I get caught up in, in the past and wanting the Raiders. The Raiders need to force turnovers. if They need to get their defense off the field, so we need playmakers that are going to make that happen with deflections, force fumbles, tackles for loss, and things like that. Um, how is Arnett's tackling? We will only see. But I was not a very happy man after day one, as you can tell. But in the next day, I started thinking more so maybe we did not get the number one corner, the shutdown corner. But I don't know that. Um, I do think we made a step in the right direction because the Raiders did take two players with their first pick position-wise that I took in a mock. So we'll take that. We'll take that as a... A wash for now. And then we'll we'll think back and we'll say, never did say this, never did say this through pre and post draft 
experience. So that's my confession about not being happy about what the Raiders brought in in the first round. And we go keep it 100 transparent here on the podcast as much as possible, that is. So um, that was the first round. And like I said, I was disappointed. I slept on it. And I can see the scheme being something that can produce. We got somebody that can stretch the field, go deep. They say it's route running. It's a lot better than I'm ever going to give it give him credit for until I see it at the next level. And you can show me better than you can tell me a darn thing. All those stats that people are going to spit out to you in podcasting, they're nice and pretty. But when you when you get to blowing a whistle on a, uh, any given Sunday, anything can happen. And they make um, uh, turn boys into men. How impactful will he be in his first season? Will David Carr... Derek Carr throw the ball further than 20 year 20 yards down the field as that that can only be determined I can see it helping Josh Jacobs I can see it helping Hunter Renfro I can see it helping um Waller that whole offense has just gotten a lot more stronger but we did not grab a possession receivers Hunter Renfro our possession receiver the one that's going to move the chains when we need the hard yards somebody going over the middle who's that guy we're going to get to that Who's that guy? Is that Terrell Williams? Terrell Williams is speedy. He got good body. He got good 50-50 if he's healthy at attacking the ball. But he, I don't consider him a possession receiver. Is Henry Ruggs a possession receiver? Do, do y'all understand what I'm asking you? You understand the words that's coming out of my mouth right now? <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So that was the first round. Um, the jury's out on Arnett for now. But he, he seemed to be um, battle-tested. Um, he's going to bring some grit to that that secondary. Um, do we st- do we have a number one corner? Is yet to be found out. So we move on to the second and third rounds of these confessions, and they didn't pick late into the day. I spent most of the day on and off, um, in and out of naps and taking care of everyone lost life stuff, and I did not confession watch the whole second um, second day of the draft. So I found myself towards the end catching up on who was picked, and I was not a happy camper, not one bit, because we chose Lynn Bowden Bowden Jr. out of Kentucky. And I was like, who? In our mock draft, he did go somewhere around there, but I was I, I had did not did not do any research on him prior to this. And in our mock drafts with the back row fantasy show, uh, the back row network, that is. Um, in our mock draft, I went um, wide receiver running back, which I find very interesting that the Raiders pretty much did the same thing. Lynn Bowden Jr. is a dog. Once I was able to go look at his film, uh, the the oh my goodness, this young man, if I'm not mistaken, I've been trying to crunch these crunch this fact out, was a junior and came out from Kentucky. His sophomore year, he played wide receiver. I think he, did they say he scored 16 touchdowns? I wrote that down. But in his uh, junior season, his quarterback was lost to an injury, uh, undisclosed. I don't know what it was. And he was forced to move from wide receiver to quarterback because he played some quarterback in high school. And he became the whole entire team's office out of like a wildcat set and rushed for over 1,400 yards. Pretty much their whole team ran through him. What that tells me is he is a dog. He is here to play. If I have aspirations of playing at the next level and I have a sophomore season like he did at the wide receiver spot, and my junior year I'm asked to 
play a whole nother position that I am not going to be looked at at the next level to play at all. Says a lot. Very telling about him. I want him on the Raiders. I was initially like, who the heck heart? Who what took a wide receiver I didn't want in the first round? And then you, you follow it up with another wide receiver I'm, I'm not very familiar with. Go watch the tape. Go watch the tape. Take your time and look at it. I want to say something right now to 247 Sports. I'm going, I'm do, trying to do my due diligence and looking for this young man's 40 time. It's listed on in an article you wrote. He has a 5-6 40 time. He has to be the, the fastest 5-6 player I've ever seen in my entire life. And I added y'all on Twitter. Get at me. Let me get y'all on here so y'all can give us some clarification of how that happened. Um, I did find it somewhere else. It said that he ran a 4-4. Um, four, four. You mean he fast too? He's 5'11", 204 pounds. Got some grit on him. And he came in to the Raiders as announced as a running back. I think that was a key move for multiple reasons for the Las Vegas Raiders. Why you say that, Network? Well, in our mock draft I mentioned I ended up taking, was it Cam? No, I took Clyde Edwards-Hilaire with one of these picks right here. He was still available. He was the first running back coming off the board. We'll re revisit that during the year. But watch, watch. I'm not going to forget that. I'm not going to let y'all forget that. Um, where was I at? Oh, Lynn Bowden Jr. Bowden, Bowden. Let's get it. This guy is going to be special because the Raiders announced he'll play running back to back up Josh Jacobs and play with Jalen Rashard. And it alleviates the fact that, you know, Ruggs is fast. He can play in the jet sweeps, the end arounds, the wide receiver screens. Lip Bowden Jr. can take ups to alleviate some of that and leave our field treasure to to master field stretching the field, if that makes sense. I know you know what this what it, um the boy at Lockdown the Raiders show podcast said, you know, I think that was him who said, you don't you don't you don't buy a Ferrari to drive it around every day. You you drive a Ferrari, uh drive it as it's it's a Ferrari. You don't haul groceries around in a Ferrari. So I won't I won't it makes sense for the Raiders to have Henry Ruggs to concentrate, especially in his first year. And you got one job, Craig. You know what I mean? Like, do that. And then now we'll we'll um, put together some depth around you for some of these gadget plays. And, you know, John Gruden loves his gadget plays. So I could see us having empty backfields where Bouton Jr. starts off as this long back in the backfield and possibly goes out into the slot or motions out Um wide uh, maybe we have some plays where we also have Mariota who is a mobile quarterback I can see this offense being exciting and very difficult to defend in the red zone I mean you remember I, I said earlier that I don't know who is going to be our our um, possession receiver the reason why you want a big uh, brutal physical wide receiver is in the red zone okay they, you know Waller Waller is a nice fast Freakish athlete, but he only had four touchdowns last year, and I, I think that should double this year. Thinking, yeah, 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 I do that sometimes. But the, the fact remains is when you get inside um, the twenty yard line, you get inside the red zone, the speed of rugs is negated. There's less room. You run out the back of the end zone, and don't get me wrong, I, I know about pick plays and rub plays, and you know, I'm pretty sure they're going to be able to use them in the red zone. But that's not where his bread is going to be buttered, possibly. Now, correct at me at the network one on Twitter if you disagree. Let's talk about it. 
So I, I, I see more so of Lamb and Judy being able maybe to play that. A.J. Green, I want to say Julio Jones, but we know how he is in the red zone. Hiccup. You know, but um, you know what I'm I'm getting at that energy of in that you have to pay attention to inside the twenty, inside the five, even we'll see what that turns into. But when you add a player like Bowden Jr., Bowden Jr. To get clarification, how you say the name? Shout out to him. This young man is going to be special in the Raiders' offense because you're able going to able to be put him in multiple positions, maybe even the kickoff return game. Uh, punt return game and one thing i noticed when watching this film you watch film on players sometimes and it looked like they're moving slow it's it's one of those things that they are able to predict and use the opposing player speed and aggressiveness against them and able to turn them around easily effortlessly effortlessly and it seems like they can predict ahead um, the players move in front of them and ever so effort, effortlessly make them miss. That's going to be very interesting to see if that carries over to the NFL because it's a lot faster. So when you see a player who, when you watch them, it looks like the game is slowing down to them. When they get to the same level, will that translate? Will they still have that ability? We Let's call it a superpower because bring it on on to the Raiders. I want to see you in the black hole, and hopefully they, they can recreate the black hole a lot. I can see you being um, a gym and hopefully a steal. And I, like I said, I don't want to get in here and become the Raiders' yes guy. I was not on board with this pick. But I can see ways where it can make the team very productive. I think they needed somebody else in the backfield. They may not be done. Ross Smith, we, we, we have not seen him produce as of yet. But I feel better about going into the season, having a backfield of Jock, Josh Jacobs, um, Bowden Jr., Richard, um, Jalen Richard, Richard, Ricard, <laughs> Jalen Ricard as our third down passing back, possibly, possibly getting some some um, punt return work, rugs, I think, return kicks. Bowden can get back there and get it. You feel me? That This puts us into a point of depth. If somebody goes down, we can we can be feel more confident in the next man up. That was not the case last season. And I don't even have to remind you of that. Um, Another couple of uh, other picks I want to speak about. Hopefully I got everything. We talked about the fact that uh, 247 Sports um, had posted that Bowden had a 5-3-40. Um, get at me, dog. Um, Arnett. Oh, so the young man. Why do I not have his first name? Brian Edwards. It's interesting. These are confessions. This is my experience, and I'm sharing with you, so don't at me about this. Because <laughs> I already got it from John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle about this young man. Um, I went, Brian Edwards? And this, this is that subconscious things that happen sometimes. What time we at? 27 minutes. Okay. Um, this is a subconscious thing that happens sometimes. And I'm going to admit to it. It is not, um, it's not fair to have these predetermined to be judgmental about something or biased because you want it to go your way. You're going to get that a lot from me, right? I hate it here. I hate it here. Um, but a point of my confessions is with, when Brian Edwards was picked, I just went like a major uh, don't, like old school Homer Simpson. Why sway? Now we didn't took three wide receivers. Why? 
Um, okay, it was a very a huge area of need. Of course, I understand that part. I understand that part. I really wanted the Raiders to spend some draft capital on Clay Chapel, but he went well before we had the opportunity to pick him again. So did Michael Pittman. I went, I really did want to come out this draft with two shots, two wide receivers that can produce. I wanted one of them first round guys, CD or Lamb, because I had my fork and knife ready for Lamb chops. You feel me? We'll run that one in the ground, ain't I? Um, but yeah, Brian Evers was picked, and I was just like, wait, that's three wide receivers? Because it wasn't announced that Bowden Bowden Jr. was going to be announced as a running back. Oh, let me back up a little bit. That's interesting. I don't know how contracts work, but being announced as a running back, if he is a hit, when it comes up for contract talks, he doesn't. it's not going to be talked to as possibly wide receiver money. It'll be running back money. Ah-ha-ha. Ah-ha. So I so heard it here first at the Network One, the Raiders Row Back Row Show. The, the Back Row Raiders Show. Man, I can never get that out properly. We're going to work on that, Craig. Um, But the thing about Brian Edwards and what happened with him is I undersold it because the Raiders have somebody on their roster that I think could be the, our possession guy. I'm sitting up here jumping up and down talking about who is our possession guy. We may have gotten him with Brian Edwards. I looked into his stats a little bit, and I talked to a colleague and I, in our mock draft. They just picked a pick before the Raiders, and guess what? He was picked up by John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle, the podcasters from the Back Row Jet Show. Check it out if you're a Jet fan. It is amazing balls. Yes, sir. Balls. <laughs> um, it's, it's good. It's good. Check it out, y'all. Be trying to make y'all laugh. That's all. So Brian Edwards was picked right before I picked in our mock draft. So what did I do? Brian Edwards, Brian Edwards. Call up my guy like, hey, what's up? What's, what you know about Brian Edwards? You, I can imagine scouts doing this. They got a guy they know over in another organization. But like, I'm gonna be right back. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna go to the bathroom. They be on the phone. What you know? And it, I digress. I digress. But so um, they both believe highly in this young man. He is a beast. He's very physical. I don't think, um, I think one of his weaknesses is he does not get a lot of separation. He is a 50-50, I'm going to beat you up. I'm going to catch the ball at his high point, and I'm just going to be extremely physical with it. That's actually what I just mentioned we need. We need a red zone presence, somebody that's physical that you can go to in the red zone. Um, he had ex- Expl- uh, impressive 40 time speed for somebody they say who can't separate but, but like I said it's not always about the 40 time um, not, and that goes both ways like some things there are things about fluidity there's how good are their hips how well can they change directions that don't matter in 40 that's just straight start go that is not done a whole lot there's a lot of things that come into play how, how well can you get off the line of scrimmage how well are you willing to sacrifice your body uh What's your vertical? Um, how big are your hands? Let's not get into all that, Craig. But anyway, um, they spoke very highly of the young man. But I think my my blockage came from the somebody already being on the Raiders. That's Keenan Noss out of UC Davis. He was he led the the all rookies last year undrafted in receiving yards in the preseason last year. He got cut. Ended up on the Jaguars. Something happened with one of the Raiders wide receivers. I can't remember his name. And the Raiders did their best to get him back. 
didn't produce well. I sent him on the, on the field a couple of games. Looked at like he needed some more time to develop. And when I seen his pick picked, I was pretty much they they're pretty much two of the same people. If you if you 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 disagree with me, that's all right. We can agree to disagree. Kenny Doss won the Walter Payton Award his uh, the his junior year at UC Davis. He did not go to a big school like South Carolina, and I'm biased. So this is one of these confessions I was talking about, about my experience in the draft, and hopefully um, he can make it on the team because now this wide receiver room, so as I thought about it in the beginning, they just got three wide receivers. You can say bye-bye Zay Zones, bye-bye Nelson Aguilar, toodaloo, Marcel Aitman. They got to make room for these players. Um, I haven't seen any of them cut as of yet, but yeah, it's a lot happening. Toodaloo, call your mammy. Cause that that wide receiver room is going to be competitive, but getting the best player available is key. So forget how I feel about it. Um, um, some people believe we got a steal right there, and we addressed heavily a position of need. So whether or not that made me happy or not, or I have some some horses in a whole nother race, or how I feel about something personally, don't matter to the fans of Raider Nation. And uh, I wish I could say I apologize for that, but I'm human, and a lot of people do exactly what I'm talking about. Are you a fan or a fanatic? Declare your fandom. Feel me? Um, we got uh, uh, Tanner Muse from Syracuse, real gritty, had a 4-4 speed, very fast. Got picked on at college for, you know, covering wide receiver ones. Looks gritty. I'm, I'm thinking he's going to amazing on special teams and be able to put in um, passing down situations as a backer slash safety in certain situations. Look forward to seeing what he can do. Um, Amik Roberson uh, looks like a dog. How did, how, did, how did he fall so far in the draft? Was glad to get him another corner position of need. So we got a hybrid safety linebacker with championship pedigree. We got a dog in the Meek Roberson, which is, I think he can play in the return game. Got some depth there. Two cornerbacks, three wide receivers, wide receiver slash running back, very versatile, Swiss Army knife. I call it a win. I call it a win. Straight up from her head to her butt. <laughs> Let's do it, Raider Nation. I want, you, I want to hear what you guys think. Uh, we should be getting an NFL season. I'm happy for that. Uh, I want to say thank you to the Back Row Fantasy Show and everybody at the network. Let me tell you guys something here. Let me tell you guys something here. This is not my first rodeo. Nope, nope, nope. Been here again. Had a podcast, a TV show. I mean, a podcast, TV show. I'm lying. <laughs> I'm lying. That ain't true. Had a podcast for a couple of years and I worked with a network before. And this network I'm a part of now is amazing. Not to take anything from the network I was with prior and it's, they, they're doing a lot of great things over there. But as I continue to integrate myself in this new network and check out all the other podcasts, they're all amazing. All amazing. And in the process of editing and putting these up on different uh, platforms and stuff, they're very knowledgeable, helpful, and um, I, I, I couldn't imagine being in a better place. So once again, I want to say thank you to Every single host and everybody over at the Back World Network, you guys should check them out definitely. Um, this is my new home. I'm here to stay. We are only going up from here. I want to say shout out to everybody over at twitch.com 
for participating and showing support. It's been bananas over there ever since we started this journey. Shout out to Mac Adley TV for his quotes and kind words. The OGG community, the Bammies, the Craigs, y'all know who it is. I'm going to repeatedly say your guys' names out. And um, last, maybe not last, but for, for sure, not least, I want to say send a shout out to Tom Eddie and uh, Tom Tuttle and John Eddie, <laughs> because without you, this none of this would be possible. Um, thank you for uh, putting everything in motions. You guys are doing amazing things over there. Uh, as the season gets closer, I get more and more excited about what we have in front of us and what we put on our place with our fork and our knife for these lamb chops. And I look forward to what the future is has in store for everybody at the network that being said if you guys have experience don't have experience but you got a favorite team that isn't taken already uh, we would love to have you over here at the network um let me know it's the network one and you know if you're looking if you look it up if you look up the the or the you're not going to find it but if you look it for me it's th33 network one on all platforms We'll work on that. That's going to be our out thing. I need to record it and just push a button and let that play. But if you guys would like to reach out to the Network One on Twitter, you can at me, you can DM me, quotes, how you feel about something I said. Maybe you want to correct something I said because I misspoke. We want to make this as interactive as possible, and this is a we channel, not a me channel. Okay? Okay, Pumpkin? Um, if there's any questions in chat right now, I can take them. Uh, I'm always going to get off after a podcast. I'm like, you didn't say this. You didn't say that. But what I will do is bring you the energy and the passion that I have for my team. Feel me? You feel me? If you guys want to tune in while it's live, I have to get a schedule of when I'm going to do this because it's late night right here. It is 12, 14 a.m. Pacific Standard Time all the way from Oakland, California. And this, yes, this is a Las Vegas podcast. Don't get it twisted. On that note, we go get out of here and we wrapped it up around 37 minutes and i thought this was gonna be a quick hitter sorry to keep you around so long you guys stay safe you know a lot of these states are opening up use your best discretion your your best knowledge um and resources at your availability if you can't stay home stay home just stay home another month i know it sucks we're locked down but um you get to come hang out with me at least once a week and i hope to see you there all right y'all we out of here and i see y'all soon peace raider nation commitment to excellence Yeah, Brody, we from Oakland.